close. He always says that to his brother. Well, let me give you a quiz. Go to Luke 12, verse 16. These are all in the King James today. I remember when I changed from the King James to the New King James, I had people, you remember, the, <laughs> they got upset over that. Pharisees, yeah, they got mad at Jesus because he healed people on the, he did it, he healed them on the wrong day of the week. They got mad over that. You tell me this man we're about to read about. Now, you still don't know what I really mean by I or thy, but I think you'll see it real quick. You tell me, is this guy we're going to read about an I or a thy? Luke 12, 16. Jesus speaking here, he says, He spake a parable of them, saying, The ground of a certain rich man brought forth plentifully. And this man thought within himself, saying, What shall I do? Before we go any further, do you think he's an I or a thy? He said, Because I have no room where to bestow my fruits. And he said, This will I do I, this guy's got the eye disease, doesn't he? I'll pull down my barns and build greater, and there will I bestow my fruits and my goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul, thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, Thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then whose shall those things be which thou hast provided? So is he that layeth up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. This person had the eye disease. This is an eye person, always talking about himself. I, 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 I. He's at the, he's the central focus of his life. Everything's about him. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be an I person where everything's about me. And I've noticed this about I people, people that are always interested only in themselves. They tend not to end well. This guy didn't end real well, did he? In verse 21, he that layeth up treasure for himself. Notice, well, he, Jesus, God called him a fool. Verse 20, called him a fool. And said, this night your soul will be required of you. Then who shall those things which thou hast provided? Whose will they be? And so is he that lays up treasure for himself. And this guy is not rich toward God. I've noticed people that are always concerned about themselves are not rich toward God. I want to be rich toward God. How about you? The point here is this man was... Concerned about himself. Me, myself, and I. Tend not to end well. Notice in Isaiah, the 14th chapter and the 12th verse. Let's see if, here's another little quiz here. Let's see if this individual is an I or a thy. Isaiah 14, 12. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer? Uh Uh-oh, who are we talking about? Lucifer who became the devil, Satan. Is that right? You know this can't be good. Son of the morning, how art thou cut down to the ground which weakened the nations? For thou hast said in thine heart, I, here it is again, will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit 
also upon the mountain of the congregation in the sides of the earth. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. Does he have the eye disease? Oh my goodness. Now let's read verse 15 and see if he ends well. Yet thou shalt be brought down to hell to the sides of the pit. Wow. Now this Lucifer who became Satan, who is the devil, he has the eye disease. He originated the eye disease. And you know, and if you're taking notes, you... And again, people that have the eye disease tend not to end well. It was this eye disease that brought him down. He was the anointed cherub of God, the anointed cherub that covers, and it and, and it, it caused him to fall. This this pride, this because see, pride is at the at the root of it. This eye. I don't go on Facebook much. I probably should go on more than I do. Have you ever noticed? Do people on there sometimes have the eye disease? Lucifer, Satan, had the eye disease. He originated the eye disease. And if you're taking notes, you might want to write this down. When we are I Christians, we're acting most like the devil. Have you ever met a person, even a Christian, with the eye disease? You sit and talk to them for half an hour, an hour, and in that time, all they ever do is talk about themselves. Have you ever met, has anybody ever met anybody that like that besides me? I mean, no, there's nothing wrong with sitting down and talking to somebody and telling them about yourself. I mean, you know, but in a conversation, how many of you know there should be times where you're talking about yourself and there should be times where you're expressing interest in the other person? Is that right? But I'll tell you what, I've been doing this a long time and I've talked to a lot of heathens and a lot of Christians and I've spent a lot of hours sitting there listening and people, all they do is talk about themselves. I'm, I'm not talking about any of you here now, but I mean over the many years, all they do is talking about themselves. And I'm thinking, don't they, don't they even, aren't they even concerned, <laughs> concerned about what I'm doing? I've trained myself that when I sit down and talk to somebody, I always see to it that I take some time to ask about them. Ask about how they're doing. How is their family? How is their job? How is their church doing? How, 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 is, how is everything going in their life? We all need to be that way. Wouldn't you agree? But I really have sat more, more than once, many times, and all people do is talk about themselves. Let's don't be I Christians. Let's be a thy Christian. And having said that, let's go to Hebrews 10 verse 7. How many of you know Jesus is our example, isn't he? And we want to be most like him. And, you know, a lot of times people think that the first words that Jesus uttered in the New Testament was when he was a 12-year-old boy where he said, I must be about my father's business but that wasn't the first words. It, Hebrews, you go to Hebrews and it, come on Tuesday night if you want to get some in-depth study of, of, of the covenants, the old covenant, new covenant. We're going to get in that Tuesday night, continue our study in Hebrews. But his first words were actually recorded in Hebrews before he was ever born in Bethlehem. 
A lot of people don't know this, but I'm telling you now. In Hebrews 10, verse 7, first words of Jesus before he was ever born. Verse 7, then said I, lo, I, now, there's, now there's some eyes here, all right, but you got to get the whole essence of the sentence of the verse. Then said I, lo, I come in the volume of the book it is written of me to do, what? Thy will, O God. Before Jesus was ever born of the virgin, what was in his heart? To do his own deal or to do the will of his father? And so Jesus was a thy and is a thy person. And thy people tend to end well. And in verse 9, then he said, Lo, I, there, there's the word I, but get the essence of it. Lo, I come to do what? To do what? Verse 9, I come to do thy. Wait a minute. Did I get the wrong verse? Hebrews 10, 10, 9. Doesn't verse 9 say, Lo, I come to do thy will, O God? Yeah, there it is. There it is. Uh, stop looking through my bifocals. I look through my trifocals here. Somebody asked me if I was bipolar. I said, oh, I'm tripolar. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. I'm teasing. Then sometimes quadrupolar. Anyway, then he said, lo, lo what? I come to do what? Real loud say thy. Jesus was not about I. He was about thy. Jesus was more concerned about others than he was concerned about himself. That's the point I'm trying to get across to you here. Let's don't be about I and me and me, myself and I, but rather let's be concerned about the will of God and helping others. What do you say? And Jesus, before he was ever... Now, you understand he's the second member of the Trinity, co-eternal, no beginning, no ending. But, but, but before he took on human form, notice what he, he says here. I come to do, say thy, thy will, O God. Now, notice, if you would, Matthew 6 and verse 9 in the Lord's Prayer, what's known as the Lord's Prayer. After this manner, now Jesus is telling us how to pray here. And he said, after this manner, therefore pray ye, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be is it thy name. See, he's hallowed be thy name. Look at verse 10. Thy kingdom come. See, we're using the King James today because it's got the word in here, thy. I like that. Thy kingdom come. Verse 10 says what? Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. So before Jesus is ever born, he's saying, I come to do thy will, O God. And then when he prays, he's, he's saying, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. You see, when, when, when we're a thy Christian, we're most like Jesus. When we're an I Christian, we're most like the devil. When we're a thy Christian, we're most like Jesus. Let's don't be I Christians. Let's be thy Christians. What do you say? Pretty cool message, don't you think? I or thy. Very simple. Easy to remember. And then... We, you track Jesus' ministry all the way through. Go to Matthew 26, verse 42. Notice this. He went away again the second time. This is when he was praying in the Garden of Gethsemane, right before he went to the cross. 
right before he was arrested and then went to the cross. He went away again the second time and prayed saying, Oh my father, if this cup may not pass away from me except I drink it, then what does he say? Huh? Come on, help me guys. Whose will? Thy will. You see, this is, this is ingrained in Jesus. He's not about himself. He's about his father, doing what his father once done, helping others. Thy will be done. We see it before he was born. We see it in, 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 in his prayer life. We see it again praying in the garden. And then notice John 6.38. Notice this. Notice this. He, he just sums it up so well here in John 6.38. He says, For I came down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him that sent me. And that's what we should all be about, shouldn't we? Not to do our own thing, our own deal. How many of you, how many of you have ever heard the saying, you know, it's all about my four and no more. Have you ever heard that? You know, just my, my household, my, my deal, my, me, myself, and I. I mean, you know, you know, so many marriages have been destroyed over the eye disease. Did you know that? Did you know that? Because it all had, it was all about me, me, I, I, I want this, I want this, I want it this way, 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 I, 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 I. Now you know it's the truth. I've watched it over the many years. So many marriages have been destroyed because of this eye disease. I've, I, you know, rather than what can I do to find out what my spouse wants done, you know, and, 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 and take a step of love and do what they want. Assuming it's not sinful, of course. And mar- marriages and, and relationships in general many times are destroyed or they're not all that they could be because people have this eye disease. I didn't get my way. I didn't get it the way I wanted it. Jesus, who is our example, our Lord, our Master, our Savior, not to do my own will, he said, but the will of him who sent me. And it's interesting, if you go to Matthew, the 20th chapter, did you know that Jesus' disciples, when he first started on them, before he worked on them, and he worked on them for three and a half years, and it wasn't until after he was raised from the dead and they were filled with the Holy Ghost that really they started to change. (laughs) But his disciples had the eye disease. Did you know that his disciples fought Again, and you can take that take that verse down because people are reading that. I you can put it back up in a second. I appreciate our sound people back there and our projection people. They're doing a great job. Um, the disciples. You need to understand this about the disciples. I'm talking about James and John and Matthew and Peter. They had the eye disease, and they had it bad. You know how I know that? Because they got into arguments and fusses and fights with one another on a regular basis. You know what they were fighting over? Who would be the greatest? 
who would be the greatest? Do you know when, when people are arguing over who would be the greatest, do you know they have the eye disease? Do you know when people, now there's nothing wrong with wanting to be successful and so on and so forth, but do you know that when people have an insatiable lust for fame, you know what is at the root of that? An eye disease, isn't it? I remember I had one fellow many, many years ago said to me, you know, and, and, and he, as he, as he, uh, you know, he was, as he left the church, and some things had happened, and he, he, it was time for him to go, and he said to me, <laughs> he came up to me, and he said, Pastor, you know, I love you, and I know someday it'll happen for you. And I said, I said, I said, what? I said, what? What? What you talking about? He says, someday it'll happen for you. I thought about that. And I said, I said to him, I said, what you talking about? He said, well, you know, one day you'll have, you'll, you'll finally make it. And I said, what you talking about? <laughs> one day you'll finally make it. You'll finally get there. I said, you're going to, and I said, seriously, tell me what you're talking about. He said, you know what I'm talking about. One day you'll finally have a successful church where you'll have multitudes of people. Now you tell me what is at the root of that. Tell me, what's at the root? Is it thy or I? I. We need to stop and take a look at all of ourselves, don't we? I'm not saying that any of you have the eye disease, but this is a good message to listen to every once in a while. To check yourself. Right? Right before Jesus made this statement that we're about to read, James and John, and if you read it in the, in the, in the, in the different gospel accounts, apparently... The way, the way I look at it, the way I've studied it, they had evidently asked Jesus this before. And he said, he said, it's not, not mine to give. So apparently, now this is just apparently, they got their mama to come and ask Jesus for it. And so Zebedee, the sons of Zebedee, James and John, apparently they got their mother and they came, the three of them, the mom and the two boys. These are two of Jesus' closest disciples up on the Mount of Transfiguration, Peter, James, and John. John, you know, Peter wasn't part of this. but And they got their mother to come and they asked Jesus. They said, we, we, we want to make a request of you. He said, all right, what is it? And, he, and she said, I request that in your glory and in your kingdom, one of my sons will be able to sit on your right hand and the other on your left. Now, that's, not a, that's not a right attitude, is it? And when Peter, I guess, and the other ones heard about it, it said they got they got a big into a big argument. And you know, at the Last Supper, do you know what was going on at the Last Supper when Jesus was was serving the meal? You know what? One of the things the disciples was arguing about is who was going to be the greatest. And he'd been working on them for three and a half years, and they still had this eye disease. And Jesus, 
dealt with them on this and taught them again and again and again. One time he took a little child and sat the little child down and said, whoever wants to be great must become like this little child. How many remembers that? But this time he says in Matthew 20 verse 25, Jesus called them unto him and said, now this is right after that they had asked, the mother had come and asked, put one of my sons on your right and the other on the left hand in your, in your glory. And Jesus called them, verse 25, and said to them, ye know that the princes of the Gentiles exercise dominion over them and they that are great exercise authority upon them, but it shall not be so among you. Now he's talking to us here now, talking to the disciples, people that, that are believers. He said, it shouldn't be like this among you, but whoever will be great among you, let him be your what? Your minister or servant. Whoever will be chief among you, let him be your servant. See, that's the way we need to be. Not an I Christian, but a thy Christian. And then verse 28, even as the son of man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and give his life a ransom for many. Do you see that? John fifteen thirteen. Jesus said, notice this, John fifteen thirteen. Greater love hath no man than this, that he laid down his life for his friends. See, Jesus was not about himself. He was about others. Thy will, the will of the Father, laying down his life for his friends. And this is even better summed up in 1 John 3.16. So many people can quote John 3.16, For God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son. How many remembers that? But how many people can quote 1 John 3.16? And remember, this is written now, 1 John 3.16, this is written now by a man, by John, who wanted that place of great authority. He argued with his fellow disciples about who would be the greatest. I, Mama, go ask him. Tell, I want to sit right next to him. This, now this same man, see, he, he went from being an I to a thy. He says here in 1 John three sixteen. Hereby perceive we the love of God because he laid down his life for us. We ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. Do you see that? You Okay. And let me conclude. I want you, this is so powerful. Let's conclude with this. Let's go to Luke chapter 23 and we'll conclude. But listen to this. This is powerful. Even Jesus' critics recognized he was a thy person, not an I person. And that's very powerful when your critics can even recognize that you're all about helping others, not about promoting yourself. And look here in Luke 23, verse 35, and the people stood beholding, this is as Jesus hung on the cross. And the rulers also with them derided him, saying, he saved others. Did they know what Jesus did? Through his whole ministry, what did they say about him as he's hanging on the cross? He what? He saved others. And he sure did, didn't he? Didn't he? I mean, he helped so many people. He raised the dead. He gave sight to the blind, opened deaf ears. I mean, on and on it goes. 
three and a half years, John wrote and said, if, if we had it all recorded everything Jesus did, the world couldn't contain all the books. He saved others. Now, when your critics are saying that about you, that's pretty good, isn't it? Even though they're deriding him, they, they, they at least had that right. He saved others. Let him save himself. If he be Christ, the chosen of God. And the soldiers also mocked him, coming to him and offering him vinegar and saying, if thou be the king of the Jews, save thyself. See, these critics of his, were they I people or thy people? They were I people because they're saying to Jesus, hey, save yourself, save yourself. That's what I people will try to get you to do. Just think about yourself. Save yourself. But they didn't realize that Jesus was hanging there in order to save them and all of humanity. See, I people are only interested in themselves and they'll try to get you to be the same way. That's what Lucifer did, the Satan. Satan. He's an I person. He tries to get you to be an I person. Just focus on yourself. Don't worry about anybody else. Jesus, you saved others. They knew that. Save yourself. But Jesus refused to do it. He was a thy person all the way till he died. And you know as well as I do, there were two thieves that were crucified with him, one on the right, one on the left hand. And in in, in verse 39, it's interesting, both thieves... And if you study the gospel accounts, both thieves went up on their cross, side of Jesus. They were both I people. But one of them repented, one of them didn't. And it's interesting in verse 39, and one of the malefactors, one of the thieves which were hanged, railed on him, on Jesus, saying, If thou be Christ, save thyself. And how do we know he's an I person? What did he say? Save thyself and... And us. He wasn't concerned about Jesus. What was he concerned about? Himself. But you know the other one repented. What does that lead us to believe? That we can become an I person. We can go from being an I person to a thy person just that quick in a short time. We can change, can't we? And you know what? I haven't always been perfect in this but I'm a lot better than I used to be. And God has worked on me over the many years and he's changed me from an I person to a thy person. I'm not perfect, but I'm a whole lot closer to thy than I used to be. And I've learned this, that if you live your life as a thy person, you'll end well. I people don't end well, but thy people do. And Jesus ended well. Of course, he died on the cross. He was raised from the dead. He's doing just fine right now. But in verse 46, he lived his whole life. Before he was born, he was a thy person. He lived his whole life as a thy person. He served his father. He did the will of his father, not of himself. He saved many others, laid down his life. And right at the end, before he died, notice verse 46. And when Jesus had cried with a loud voice, he said, Father... Into thy hands. I commend my spirit. Having said thus, he gave up the goat. He gave up his spirit. He was a thy person all the way to the end, wasn't he? 
That's what we all want to be. Amen? Stand with me if you would. Bow your heads there. I preached this today because I felt that's what the Lord wanted preached. I always do my best to do that. But I know that this is a message that it's good for all of us to hear. It's good for all of us to hear from time to time. This world we live in gravitates to the eye, the flesh, just, just having flesh to deal with. You need to learn this about your flesh. The flesh is about I, 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 I. Gimme, 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 gimme. I, 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 I. But if you're born again, you have the Spirit of God in you. He'll prompt you to be thy. Thy will, Heavenly Father, be done. Not my will, thy will. What do you want me to do, Lord? And he'll tell you, help somebody else. Reach out and help somebody else. Love on somebody. Help them with something. Give them some food. Give them some water. Give them, help them. 